This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it, everybody? Welcome into the Monday edition, the Super Bowl Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. It's game day for the Pelicans tonight. They take on the Phoenix Suns. Back home for two here before hitting the road again. I can't believe it on Thursday. The road trip didn't go so well, but uh, let's see what happens tonight against the Phoenix Suns. Um, before we continue, I probably should put my phone on Falcons mode. Uh, no rings. Sorry, I had to. What a game last night. Holy smokes. I know you're all still talking about it. We are as well here on Airline. And we'll talk about it more with uh, Saints Radio Analyst Deuce McAllister to stop in today. I'm sure he'll have plenty of thoughts about yesterday's football game. Um, and probably unbiased. I would think that it would be objective from Deuce. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, certainly, though, great to catch up with Deuce. We'll have him break down some things, some mysteries from yesterday's Super Bowl for sure. Uh, when looking at how the Atlanta Falcons went about their second half especially. Uh, but Deuce is here, and I'll probably ask him for a thought or two on this next phase of the Saints offseason as we'll get – we've kind of gotten away from Super Bowl meetings and Senior Bowl and all that, and so now trekking toward free agency and combine. I mean, that would be right around the corner. We'll see if Deuce has any thoughts about that today. And then, as I mentioned, it's the Suns and the Pelicans tonight. We welcome back an old Charlotte Hornet – which, of course, is, I guess, our ancestor here uh, to the New Orleans Hornets and then the New Orleans Pelicans. But Tim Kempton will uh, have a little conversation with us today. He's the Saints, or excuse me, he's the radio analyst for the Phoenix Suns, not the Saints, that'd be Deuce. Uh, but Tim Kempton stops by. Uh, the Pelicans and the Suns haven't seen each other in basically two months. So uh, we'll reacquaint ourselves with Phoenix, who's at the bottom of the Western Conference uh, but they are a high-scoring team and a very dynamic backcourt that we'll uh, learn a little more about today uh, with Tim Kempton. So stay with us. We've got a great show for you today. Two good conversations. I think perfect for this Monday. And uh, we'll start it up with Deuce McAllister after these messages. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your bud by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Wednesday, February 8th against the Utah Jazz. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Time to welcome in our good friend Deuce McAllister, Saints great and Saints radio analyst on this Super Bowl Monday, the day after. Wow. I'm sure that's how Falcons fans are viewing it, Deuce McAllister. What about you? How are you looking back on yesterday's Super Bowl 51? 
No, I don't think there's a lot of happiness over in uh, in Georgia and uh, wherever uh, Falcons territory is uh, considered. You know, um, but you know, hats off, outstanding game. You know, overall, um, you know, kind of started didn't start pretty. You know, particularly if you are Saints fans or uh, your allegiance were not to Atlanta. I mean, but the way that that game ended and you know, just to keep people involved. I mean, for because for a second there, uh, it looked like Atlanta was going to blow the roof off of it, you know, just blow the top off of it and not even make it a game. But, you know, just an outstanding game. And, you know, you, you have to tip your hat to uh, New England for being able to persevere and come out with a W. So why did the narrative of the game turn, Deuce? What did you see that saw that thing move to what in, inevitably was, you know, a shocking overtime win? Well, I think uh, Atlanta got away from really two things, and that was running the football and then really uh, getting pressure on Brady. Um, I think that they got kind of comfortable. They were always really dropping eight and only rushing three defenders um, early in the game, but I think they got comfortable and they stopped bringing pressure. Uh, I mean, Jared had three sacks, I mean, but they were having success by bringing pressure on Brady and, you know, particularly up the middle and just making him uncomfortable. I mean, there was, there was, there was an opportunity or a time there you know, his offensive line struggled mightily to protect him. I mean, but they were able to weather the storm, and, you know, he was able to find some rhythm and uh, hit some receivers. Uh, you know, you, you look at a couple throws, and uh, they they were close to being intercepted. I mean, and, you know, hit after hit, he, he, he just sat in there, and, you know, after some point, you know, they just said, hey, look, you know, we like the options, we like the speed outs, we like the comeback routes, and that's what they, they, they went to work on. Did it? Do you think that the that the uh, I guess the history when we look back on it will say that Atlanta gave away a Super Bowl, or will it say that the Patriots found a way and and took it? Well, it depends on who you're a fan of. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, it, it really depends on what team you're pulling for. I mean, because you can look at it in a lot of different ways. I mean, there, there's a sequence where Atlanta. Uh, Julio makes an outstanding, you know, tremendous catch. Uh, I think he was at the 22-yard line, and um, Atlanta, instead of them running the football, just takes for sure points of a field goal and go up 11. They try to pass the football, and they end up getting sacked. You know, and by 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 having that sack, it knocks them out of uh, field goal range, and it gives um, New England opportunity to go down the field and at least have an attempt at uh, tying that game up, you know, with the two-point conversion. Um, when they knocked him out of field goal range, you could really see uh, that momentum start to change, you know. And what was interesting for me, though, really the second half, really the second half, you could start to see Atlanta play a little more tight. You know, and they played a little more tighter than the team uh, we saw in the first half. You know, there, 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 were, there were plays where they were running that toss sweep with Freeman, you know, and he was gashing them for seven, eight, nine yards. Well, when they came back to that play, they didn't run a lot in the second half. You know, you've got safeties flying up, and so their attitude, their demeanor, their whole body language changed on that, that New England defense, and you could just sense that, hey, look, this, 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 this thing is starting to swing. You know, I don't know if they'll have enough time, but this thing is starting to swing. I know that you're, you know, you're talking about maybe using that run game more and, and better clock management in the second half. But at the same time, Deuce, you mentioned Julio Jones. How does that guy only get four targets in the Super Bowl? Well, I think they, they, they outsmarted themselves. I mean, uh, I'm going to force the ball a couple times. You know, hey, look, you know, I know you're double, 
but it's either going to be an interception or it's going to be a long, long post route, long go route. You know, they were playing underneath coverage as well as coverage over the top with them. I mean, but, you know, you can't do anything if he runs a comeback route. And he, 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 he showed a couple times that he was able to get open on some of those. And uh, not to say the other guys didn't make plays. I mean, I thought Gabriel made a play or two. I thought Sanu made a play or two. I mean, but uh, what really, really hurt them, though, was clock management. You know, I think they only had roughly, you know, I know they had less than 50 plays, you know, offensive plays, and they were almost doubled up by uh, New England, and when you think about it, it wasn't because New England was running the football, you know, they struggled running the football, they went with uh, Lewis and White on running the football, Blunt had a couple runs late there in the fourth quarter, I mean, but he really didn't show a lot, and so they were really passing the ball, being the Patriots, uh, and that's how they controlled the clock. Deuce, we're now hearing all the conversation about, you know, Tom Brady, five Super Bowl championships, MVP again, greatest of all time. Do you like do you like those kinds of conversations? Um, you like them once you're done. I mean, once the story's written, then I think that, you know, you, you have an opportunity to talk about it. I mean, but right now, to be able to talk about it, not really a fan of it. I mean, uh, what he's been able to do speaks for himself. You know, and to have four MVPs as far as Super Bowl MVPs, it, it, it kind of speaks for itself. You know, five five rings. Um, there's no other quarterback that, that has done that. You know, obviously uh, Montana and Bradshaw have four, but to have five, I mean, that, that, that puts you in the elite of company as possible. Deuce, I'd love to get your reaction to Morton Anderson being uh, chosen for the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. What do you, what do you say about that? Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, you're really proud. You're really happy for him. Um, you know, along the way, I think this was his fifth time being a finalist and, you know, to finally being able to get in and, you know, his rightful place, uh, you're extremely happy for him and proud for him. So, you know, outstanding and fantastic for Morton. Would, would, you, would you expect him to uh, – and, again, I don't know if this is like baseball where you kind of choose your cap, but it should sure Morton – I ain't worried about no Atlanta and Minnesota. He's a saint. <laughs> okay. I, I figured I knew the answer to that. Uh, Morton, who will uh, – excuse me. Deuce, after Morton here, who will be the next saint into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Whenever number nine decides that he is um, tired of playing toss with us in the NFL, <laughs> you know, as soon as his window closed as far as uh, that five-year window or whatever it is is up, uh, he will be the next guy. And uh, – you know, I don't know if Jari will be a first ballot as well, but Jari would be a guy that gets in as well. Mm, yeah, good one, good one, no doubt. Hey, Deuce, before I let you go, um, we're about to hit the next phase of the of the off season now that the Super Bowl is complete, uh, the Senior Bowl is complete. Uh, what what for you uh, is right there in front of your face as far as the Saints off season goes, uh, and and what you'll look for, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, be able to short the defense. I mean, I think Coach Payton is on record of saying that's one thing that they have to continue to get better at and improve on. You know, and it's not necessarily just uh, finding a A list or a top player. It's it, it's being able to add depth. You know, uh, it, 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 they would do themselves well if they could sign a Sterling Moore back. If they can, you know, be able to get some of those guys that uh, sign as street free agents this year that help. You know, if they can get one or two of those guys back, then it will help with the depth of this team. But you know, there's some uncertainty with obviously. 
Uh, you know, with Bro being healthy, he's got to come back healthy. Uh, Josh Hill has to come back healthy. So, I mean, you've got some pieces there, but you've got to add some depth to this team to make sure that, you know, uh, when injuries do occur next year that you've got uh, viable replacements uh, ready for, you know, to step in for them. Good stuff as always. Deuce, I hope you enjoy some downtime now that the football season is over. Ah, uh, man, I'm looking for them Pelicans to go ahead and take off now. I mean, uh, we flirted with this eighth position a couple times. It's, it's time for the Pels to go ahead and, and take off and, you know, solidify themselves as a playoff team. I love it. I knew you'd have something NBA to tell me today. That's perfect. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's that time of season, so we just we go from one sport to the other. Awesome. He's with WWL Radio, of course, Saints Radio Network, and uh, he's the greatest ambassador we've got, I think, coming out of our building here. That's Deuce McAllister. Deuce, thanks as always. Enjoy the week, and I'll see you at a game here shortly, okay? No problem. Thank you. You have a great day. You got it. Tim Kempton from the Phoenix Suns next. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans! The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. He's a former NBA player, and he's probably one of the best radio analysts in the NBA now on the other side of things, and he's kind enough to join us because we love having Tim Kempton with us uh, from the Phoenix Suns, who will take on the Pelicans tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Tim, as always, thanks for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Great to, great to be with you, Sean. Thank you. How was the Super Bowl for you? Um, you know what? We went to one of the local uh, establishments here. We got in nice and uh, early. Uh, a little uh, plug for um, the, the, the local esta- establishment, walk-on. So I went there had a great time. Okay. And, uh, and I'm sure there were plenty of Saints fans around you that were relishing at the finish. Um, I was a little surprised at how much venom there was, but then again, I'm not. <laughs> you know how fans can get, Sean. Can, can you imagine what it feels like to be the Atlanta Falcons today, Tim, having played oh, at the no, level not, you played? Yeah, not not at all. You know, you, those losses are just – they aren't just now. You know, when, when you have a situation like that, it's not about just now. Those things stick with you. It's something that you have to, have to literally play through in, in the next coming season in training camp in the first couple of games of the season, those those ones, you know, hang on to you for a long time. No doubt, no doubt. All right, let's talk basketball. Uh, which quarter tonight will Devin Booker choose to score 300 points? <laughs> that, that, that's a great question it, because he, he's done it, done it in uh, quite quite a different fashion when, when he gets hot. You know, obviously 
uh, you you and I are talking about uh, the the quarter that he had 27 the other night against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. He's had 29 in one quarter uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. When when he gets hot, it, it's really really hot, and there, there's not much that you can do to stop him. And that's that's the thing that you see when you watch him, Sean. Is you start to see him get hot. You see def- defenses of the other team try to slow him down, and and with all that effort that they're slowing him down, he's still making those shots. Uh, whether it's going to the basket, taking a hit and finishing, you know, a jump shot uh, over outstretched arms, uh, a jump shot over a double team, and um, he, he's pretty special. I think uh, the Suns definitely have a superstar to build around, and then you add his running mate in the backcourt, Eric Bledsoe, is playing at a very high level himself. And with Eric Bledsoe, Sean, it's the decision-making this year that has really, really been a difference. You know, when to push it, when to get other guys involved, when, you know, to take over the offense himself. I have to score right now because we're struggling. So uh, Devin Booker and Eric Bledsoe are definitely fun to fun to watch for us so tim forgive the question when you've got two players like that why are the phoenix suns sitting at 16 wins here in early february because they're 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 scoring but they're they're giving up an absolute bucket load of points uh you know we we uh won one recently against the sacramento kings but had a five-game losing streak where we averaged giving up 120 points a game and then you just look at the last game uh against the milwaukee bucks they came in having two guys average double figures, and I think it was six guys gotten double figures against us. We're just not stopping anybody. We're scoring a, a bunch of points, but people are, are averaging over 120 points against us uh, recently, and it's not it, there, there's just no defense being played. Uh, consistently by the Phoenix Suns. Interesting. Uh, two meetings already between the Suns and the Pelicans. Tim, did you take anything away from the first two meetings? Or what do you remember most, maybe I should say? Well, I, I don't know. It's tough to say because neither neither side was really healthy. You know, we had a couple of guys out. You have a couple of guys out. And, and the game changes so much through, throughout the season. You know, when, uh, when teams get better, obviously you, you have a little bit of uh, – consistency throughout an NBA season but uh, you know when you're missing players it, it's so tough so tough to to really get a good feel how, how your team is so you know do I, I if they're recent games but like these these the two games that we played the, there's been so much time for these teams to to kind of change it I really don't look at games that much Sean I, I, I'd rather look over the last three or four games as to how each team is playing when I come in and, and, and talk about a team. Very hard. These two teams haven't seen each other since December 11th, so nearly two months. Uh, Tim, as we get closer to the All-Star break here and then the ensuing stretch, you know, what are some things that you'll look for uh, in the Suns, whether it be personal growth with a young player or team something? What will you kind of zero in on? Well, obviously for us, this team has got to start playing better on the defensive end, not only for just now, but because we're so young, Sean, going forward in their careers, these guys have to learn how to play individual defense. That's the guards getting over screens. That's the big guys moving their feet 
and putting their body in the way of, uh, of drivers instead of reaching. We're, another thing we're doing is committing a ton of fouls and putting people at the free throw line. So defensively, individually, and as a team, we have to get better going, going into the future. And then for us, it's, it's, it is. It's the development of the young guys, Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris. They were picked number four and number eight in last year's uh, draft. So you have to see, you know, some development from those guys. Those, those two players have to be on the floor uh, and, and see where their development uh, needs to go. What do they need to do over the summertime? Obviously, for those two young guys playing inside, they both physically got to get stronger. So that's something that they can do off the court. You know, on the court, they, they have to get better in understanding how can I score in the NBA because I'm going against seven, seven footers, you know, where they came from, they were obviously much more talented, bigger than the players that they were playing against. Now they have to understand that I'm playing against someone just as big, just as quick. So I have to develop my game that way as well. Tim Kempton, radio analyst with the Phoenix Suns with us here on the black and blue report. Tim, is there a team or a player that you haven't seen in person yet that you're eager to do so? Um, you know what? I, I think we've seen everybody uh, pretty much um, come along. I, I really uh, wanted to see um, the uh, the Timberwolves. I thought they were uh, an, an exciting team. They were one of the teams early on uh, in the season that I wanted to wanted to see because, first of all, I'm a fan of Carl Anthony Towns, a big man that that is skilled, you know, both both inside and out. Uh, so I wanted to see him with Andrew Wiggins. And, and Zach Levine, unfortunately, Zach Levine just uh, tore his ACL, so we won't see him anymore. But uh, I wanted to see those youngsters and, and how they were coming uh, along in the NBA because I think they're extremely talented. I think that's a that's a group that that's going to be fun to watch in, in the future because of all all their talents. Um, who else? Sacramento. Uh, obviously, we I think we all wanted to we're waiting for our first trip to Sacramento and that was more about the new building than, than the actual team but mm-hmm. but that is definitely something that uh, we were looking forward to and we just checked that box off part of the scheduling quirk we just saw Sacramento uh, two games ago um, from from that you know you knew Golden State what they were going to be you knew San Antonio we kind of knew what uh, what Cleveland was so uh, for, for me it was the the, the younger town of the Timberwolves and also uh, I want to see the new building in Sacramento yeah okay good list good list how's your family everybody good everybody's great uh, got one kid uh, playing in college he's having a nice season at Lehigh University and then uh, I've got one that's uh, that's graduating so I got two two uh, two graduations this year one from college one from one from high school so just moving along like everyone else well it sounds like you're gonna get one raise and then one new bill to wash. <laughs> luckily, luckily they're, they're all uh, uh, on scholarships. So when they leave high school is when I actually get the, get the raise. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> I love hearing about the kids, especially uh, they're playing. And, and Lehigh's a long way from Phoenix. I understand that, Tim. I, I don't know if you get to see him play or not, but maybe. The, the, well, no, thanks to uh, the, the beautiful world of technology we live in, 
all their games are streamed, so I actually see I've gotten to see him play every every one of his college games. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to see you tonight, my friend. Thanks as always. Looking forward to it. Yep. Tim Kempton here with us. The Suns and the Pelicans tonight at the Smoothie King Center. We're back after this. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, we talked about it with Deuce McAllister, but congratulations again to Morton Anderson, one of our own Pro Football Hall of Famer. And, and of course, I, I was a little bit emotional about the announcement over the weekend because we've been talking to Mort now for the last couple of years about getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and how we all felt that he should be in and how I think that he was trying to be very humble about it, and at the same time there was some disappointment as he got closer and closer, and then finally then he broke through. We're really uh, hoping to have Morton Anderson join us on the Black and Blue Report this week. Heck, it could be even tomorrow. You never know who will stop by. And uh, we'll keep it right down the middle as well with Jim Eichenhofer tomorrow from Pelicans.com. He'll talk about tonight's uh, Pelicans-Suns game and then the Wednesday matchup against a very good Utah Jazz Ball Club. Daniel Salerson will hope our host, rather, and I hope you'll join Daniel and Jim and maybe even the great Dane tomorrow. We'll see uh, on tomorrow's podcast. Thanks again to Deuce McAllister today and Tim Kempton. Enjoy this Monday. It's beautiful in the Gulf South. It's uh, beautiful if you're a Saints fan <laughs> uh, in light of what happened yesterday. I actually I heard fireworks going off outside my house after the game last night. And at first I'm like, what the heck? Who still has fireworks left over from New Year's? And then it hit me as to why they were going off last night. And uh, it was widespread across the New Orleans metro area. Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, 
no football games for a long time. We'll still talk football, but we'll also kind of lower our head a little bit knowing that there are no more games to watch for quite some time. See you tomorrow. Everybody have a great rest of your Monday. And tonight at the Smoothie King Center, go Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. This is the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.